When will China have a gold-backed currency? Now, this is something that we've often talked about on this channel, especially with their relationship with Russia. Now, China actually has some of the largest amounts of gold within their country, and their national uh, bank has actually said that they own gold through their citizens. And if you were to count the tonnage of gold that they have on their balance sheet, including the tonnage of gold within their country, it would total over 20,000 tons, which would be over and almost three times, almost three times that of the U.S.'s on record, which is around 8,000. So that's a pretty insane number to think about. Now, when you take a look at gold prices here, they're lower than where they were at their highs in 2020. And it makes you wonder, well, when would China likely execute this plan? So we're going to do a little bit of wargaming here to just, you know, see when this would happen and see if it's even likely. Now, the interesting thing about this is when you consider China's economy, you know, obviously a lot of people have been saying it's growing. They are going to be the next big kids on the block. And if you take a look at their currency relative to the United States, they're constantly devaluing their currency. It's not as high as it was in the, in the 2000s, but it's slowly trying to get back to where it once was. We had some devaluation recently in 2019 and I'm sure they want to devalue it again at some point. And what happens when they devalue their currency relative to the U.S. dollar, they're attracting uh, customers, international customers, so they can buy their goods and services. That's A. And B, they're some of the best game in town as far as manufacturing is concerned. They have a strong manufacturing economy. And when you think about their manufacturing uh, let's take a look at their uh, the past five years of their manufacturing PMI from their private sector. This is from the Kaichin Manufacturing PMI. It's pretty much only been rising. And since 2020, the drop, and for them it happened around February, since that drop, it's skyrocketed and hit levels that it you know hasn't even hit in this record in this period here of the last five years. If you take a look at their public sector, it's not as high as it was, though it did kind of peak a little bit um, above where it was five years ago, but it's kind of settled down and, um, you know, just kind of plateaued a little bit. And I can already hear you guys saying, well, how can you even trust the uh, statistics that come out from China, you know, when isn't it, isn't it manipulated? And you can say that it's true. You know, they, they, China's been on, or it's been noted that whatever statistics that China puts out there, they try to put out there for their benefit, even if they have to, if they have to smudge numbers up a little bit. Now you can actually go behind China's back a little bit and to see if they're fibbing or not. One of the things I like to do is to take a look at their energy consumption. Now, 
energy consumption, there's a link between economic activity and electricity use. And for the most part, economies that have a service-based economy, so a lot of the countries right now that are within the OECD, they tend to not have such a strong relationship between electricity use and gross domestic product. But those that are large manufacturing economies, they do, which is pretty interesting to note. So take a look at China here, take a look at India here, Egypt, Brazil, these are non-OECD members, Japan, United Kingdom, United States, these are OECD members. <clears throat> and for those of you who may not be aware, OECD stands for Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. So those are um, countries that are members of, of this organization. So China, Brazil, Egypt, they're not a part of it. And they uh, have strong manufacturing economies. And their electricity use is pretty, pretty strong. And when they use a lot of electricity, their GDP grows. So let's take a look at their energy consumption in 2020. Now, if you take a look at Egypt here, Egypt is a little bit, well, actually, let me give you a breakdown of what you're seeing in this graph. So this is a graph of energy consumption in 2020. This pink line here is average energy consumption among all of the countries listed here for the year 2020. Now, if you scroll down, you can see here Egypt is actually below average. Brazil is just below average. Um, you can take a look at Iran here. Iran is within average range. Um, let's see if we can find India. Oh, yeah, India is definitely below average here. But take a look at China. China is just above average. And let's see if we can find the United States. The United States is way above average, and so is uh, Canada. But remember, the United States, the relationship between electricity use within the United States and GDP is very, very, you know, it, it, the correlation isn't too strong. Um, but if you take a look at China, that correlation is very strong. And, you know, just a little bit of uh, energy, energy uh, use means a lot for their GDP. So if you were to correct, or if you were to go back to their manufacturing sector and see how strong it grew in the year 2020 relative to their um, over average performance in in um, in uh, electricity usage in 2020, you can pretty much fact check them and see, okay, if this if China, if you were like way below here and you're giving us numbers like this, then we know you're lying. But their energy usage, you know, is, is above average. So we'll give them that. Let's take a look at expected GDP. So obviously, United States is number one here. Uh, even though we're expected to have a falling GDP, 21 trillion is basically where we're at in 2019. And we're expected to have 20 trillion in 2020. China, on the other hand, had 14 trillion 
2019, and they're expect, expected to go up to 15 trillion. Now, remember, their electricity usage was above average. They're reporting that their manufacturing uh, sector, basically, you know, especially in the private sector, is doing crazy numbers. So, just taking a look at all of that, I would give them that. You know, I would say, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually true. And you know, fifteen million or fifteen trillion, uh, and you guys actually gained, um, whereas the United States actually didn't gain. So, obviously, with the GDP growing, manufacturing growing, and with the yuan still uh, being depreciated against the U.S. dollar, the one thing you have to remember is that there's a lot going in China's favor in uh, in the coming years, and especially with a U.S. presidency that's a little bit more accommodative of um, you know international relationships. Uh, I'm just going to leave it right there. You can just expect that China will have uh, will be benefiting uh, from this new change of administration within U the United States. So, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe sometime this decade. Again, this is just my opinion. Maybe sometime this decade, maybe the next decade, we'll start to hear more rumblings about maybe China looking into another form of currency. Maybe Russia looking into another form. Of currency but guys let me know what you think in the comment section below thanks again for watching please hit that like button please subscribe if you're new it's black bullion for gold and silver today.com